Hello, I'm Angela. And I'm Marie, the second half of this mother and daughter team. Welcome to Chalker Checkups. We're here to guide you on your quest for spiritual knowledge and enlightenment. All right, good morning. Good morning. Last of the deep dive, the throat chakra, communication. Tell us about the throat chakra, Mom. Okay, well, the throat chakra has everything to do with expression, self-expression, creativity, your ability to be creative, your ability to express yourself verbally, but also just your ability to express what you're feeling and what you're thinking and saying. Uh, People with a healthy throat chakra, they can sing, they can project their voice, they can express their opinion, they can express what they will and want to have happen. They have no problem putting out their boundaries and saying, I don't want this, I do want that. Um, It has everything to do with that kind of a thing. And how many clear throat chakras have you seen in all of your readings? <laughs> Very few. <laughs> Very With a clear few. throat chakra, what would that be like? <laughs> <laughs> I actually had one yesterday and I commented, wow, this is rare. It is so, so rare. Um, I would say maybe one in 25 of the readings that I do is a pretty clear or totally clear throat chakra so what would that look like in that person's clear throat chakra compared to their everyday life like they're just going along saying everything that they're thinking and not having communication issues with partners and all of the above well it's not like they just run at the mouth necessarily it doesn't mean that they don't have discernment but they can express what they want. They t- tend to be creative. They tend to uh, be happy. They tend to like to sing. They tend to like to uh, do things with their voice. They don't hold back their opinions as much as someone would with blocked throat chakra probably would not have an opinion. Um, so, and the throat chakra sits right between two very important, you know, areas, uh, your, your crown chakra and your third eye and your heart chakra. And when it's, when you have a big suppressed energy there, it's hard to get a flow between the other chakras. So so it kind of becomes like a bottleneck and it kind of both metaphorically and actually gets kind of choked off. So it's very important to have it functioning properly. Yeah, because then it just affects your thyroid if it's not. It affects, yes. Well, your throat chakra sits right over your thyroid. And if your thyroid, well, what happens is if your throat chakra has very suppressed and very angry energy in it, it will suppress the thyroid function and then you'll have a person that they go to get a test on their thyroid and they'll say oh you're right on the line between low and normal you don't really need any thyroid stuff but you're right on the line and these are people that still have all of the symptoms of 
a low thyroid, even though they don't need medication. Uh huh. And those symptoms are, you know, tiredness, intolerance to cold, puffy face, weight gain, dry hair, constipation, slow pulse, muscle cramps, confusion. Those are just some of them. Wow. So basically what your thyroid does is your thyroid runs the rate and the timing of how you use energy in your body. It's sort of like a metabolic clock. And if your throat chakra is being suppressed and the energy is being depressed, then you are suppressing and depressing this very important organ that literally affects everything in your body in terms of how well it works and how it uses energy. So you're tired and you're, you feel depressed and your whole body just isn't working as well as it would otherwise. And when those people that have that clear up the energy in their throat chakra, a lot of these symptoms go away. Yeah, that's crazy. Just to think, um, of speaking your truth could make that much of a difference in your physical body. It can make a huge difference. And, you know, when I'm talking about speaking your truth, it's not that you cannot tell the truth. Although people that have severe problems in their throat chakra, I've seen sometimes people that they literally cannot tell the truth. They'll just choose to say, make something up even when the truth would serve them better. Mm-hmm. They get so adapted to not speaking their truth that they just, for no reason at all, will will make something up. But it more it more goes to again uh, that sort of will and suppression of will, and people will there'll be kind of situation where your friends say, "Oh, we want to go out. We should go to." this health food restaurant, we should all have salad. And instead of saying, no, I don't really want to do that. Or I would prefer to go someplace else. Person with a slow thyroid would go, okay, okay, I guess I'll go. I'll have the salad. Mm-hmm. Even though that's not what they want, or they don't want to go there. They don't want to go on that particular day. And they do this all through their life. I've had people that they just never express what their opinion is. And they're actually become afraid to yeah I mean I think if you're afraid of having conflict with people or being difficult or you're one of those people pleasing type personalities it's a lot easier to just be the one to take the back seat and be like okay let's go wherever you want I don't care so long as we don't fight today well that's probably true but on an energetic level what's happening is This person has had something go wrong, oftentimes involving a relationship that was frightening or stressful for them and made a decision that caused their throat chakra to be suppressed or somewhat shut down. And they're spending the rest of their life reacting to that. And then they get angry because they didn't want to go have salad or they didn't want to have pizza or they didn't want to listen to that particular kind of music. And they don't believe 
that they can say what they want. They don't believe that they have permission to have that expression, mm. even though they very much want to change. And I've talked to a lot of people and they say, well, how do I ever, how can I ever change that? And, and I tell them baby steps, start with the most minimal thing that you think is the least important. Like if, your family says we're going to get Italian dressing because we know that's what you like. And you fi finally admit, no, I don't like that. <laughs> right. I want, you know, I want ranch dressing. And just be brave enough to start on these tiny little things that really, no one really in your family is going to care if you st said that. But the people that have very suppressed throat chakras, they believe that it's a big issue. Yeah, And it's hard for them. It's hard for them to get brave enough to even come out and do that. But when they do, they feel a little bit better. And that's a little bit more expression. And that's a little bit more health for their throat chakra. And it starts to move the other way. They thought that this person was happy. They thought that they had what they want because they haven't expressed anything. That was the truth of what they really felt because they didn't feel that they could. And this relates back to a problem in the throat chakra. Yeah. And I mean, I've even kind of experienced that with dating where like on a first date, I like to go and try to get to know someone and see if we can have a good time. But I find myself sometimes being very bored in the conversation, but picking up the pieces to further the conversation along just to get the idea to get to know someone. And sometimes I'll leave the date being like, well, I didn't really get much back from that person and that wasn't very fun. But then they always like come back and be like, wow, she was great. I really like, when are we going to do this again? <laughs> well, maybe they haven't seen your level of, of expression very often. <laughs> so we they're inspired by <laughs> Yeah, but I, I guess I could see how you start off with maybe like those first dates and you're just like, well, okay, like, I don't really like to go get pizza, but you know, I don't want to be difficult on these first interactions and then see how that progresses throughout the relationship if you start off with some of those, you know, false ideas about who you are. Just well, to get it isn't, someone. It, it's not a problem to make a compromise or to to try to, you know, compromise to let, to get to know somebody. That's not exactly the same as the idea that something could go on for, for weeks, months, years yeah. that you really desire. And you just simply feel you can't, you're just not allowed to, or you can't express what you want. Gotcha. You know, I have, I have talked to people that just, there were certain foods that they just really didn't like. And they're never willing to tell anybody in their family that I just, you know, I just don't like pizza or I just don't like, you know, tomatoes or something. They just, something as small as that is a major problem for them. Right. Or I don't want to go to the movies on Thursday or just, you know, it doesn't even have to be big things. Matter of fact, a lot of times I think it's an accumulation of all these small things that they feel that they have never been able to say that suddenly becomes so large it overwhelms their capacity to even be in that relationship or to be in that part of their life. Yeah, that makes sense. So the, the solution to that is to begin to 
let go of these ideas that you can't have free expression and you can't have your own creativity that you have to depend on other people to create the fabric of your life and and the truth is that you can have that how do we start creating that in our lives well with small things is first thing you've got to do is spend enough time set and meditate and or contemplate and start to tell the truth to yourself really what do you like what makes your heart sing what mm-hmm. do you really want and if it was just you and you could do anything or say anything or listen to any kind of music or have any type of exercise or go any place you wanted to what were the things that you put on your list and for some people it's very hard to even do that because they haven't allowed themselves the freedom to express themselves but it can be really useful just to start to get a little journal and just start to journal what what would i like you know what are the foods i would like to eat where the places i'd like to go the music i'd like to listen to my favorite colors you could have you could be living in a house that you absolutely hate the color of because somebody else in the house said no it's got to be blue you know Mm -hmm. um and and then look and see what what are the tiniest things on that list i could begin to change yeah. And I've done this I've done this with people and when they do finally they make a change even a small change it's like a little bit of strength comes back wow that was okay I felt great and it went okay you know they find out most most of the time nobody really cares if they have salad or pizza for lunch you know <laughs> it isn't a big deal except in their own mind do you think a lot of that comes from like a trauma or a conflict with someone in their past though that maybe at one point it was a big deal to go against what they really wanted yes i think it does i think oftentimes it is something that something happened it can be something it can be something it's not i don't mean to belittle it but something that is like a a a small amount of time and a shocking thing that wasn't necessarily meant to close someone down like a parent or something that just kind of lost control and turns and yells at a child and says why don't you shut up or something like that and then the child closes down and then the person starts to the child begins to look at everything negative said that way as reinforcing that one trauma and and builds this sort of behavioral line in a more serious situation is a typically abusive relationship in abusive relationships and doesn't matter if it, the man or the woman is the abuser and we're typically like mentally or physical like abuse mentally here. or physically abusive uh, abusive people want to isolate uh the person they're abusing so that they don't have support so yeah. they tend to they tend to try to close down their choices their will make decisions for them um, and make it more and more difficult for them to have any freedom or any self-expression. And if someone spends very much time at all in any kind of that, anything remotely like that kind of a relationship, then they develop this habit of feeling like, well, 
I better stay under the radar. It's best just to do whatever they want and not tell, not express what I want. Yeah. I don't, if I, if I do what they want, I won't have a fight. If I express what I want, we're going to have an argument or worse. So you begin to learn that that's how you have to live. And of course that causes problems with your thyroid. So then you become sluggish and depressed and all tired and all of those things that happen when you have a, a major disturbance sitting right over a major chakra. Yeah. The other thing that can really affect people's throat chakra is picking up other energy from other people. This is something I talk about a lot in a lot of the podcast, but for some reason that is not completely clear to me, when you pick up a lot of energy that is not yours and it isn't cleared immediately, it tends to affect the throat chakra and it tends to therefore affect the thyroid. And I've talked about this in uh, other podcasts. I, when I was in Brazil, I walked into a room where these psychics were talking about how people in the United States, uh, psychics in the United States were often having problems with having their thyroids removed or having thyroid cancer or various different things because they pick up too much stuff. And at the time it was a shocker to me because I had had a tumor in my thyroid and had to have half of my thyroid taken out. And I had so much energy stuck in it that I went into a thyroid storm is what they called it in the hospital. And they had to keep me in the hospital for several days because they couldn't get everything to regulate. That was a big lesson for me about picking up things from people. Yeah. Before that happened, how do you think you were picking up things for people? Were you actively going and doing a bunch of healings and kind of unaware of entering people's energies? Or is this just like a your energy field was bigger? Or what do you think from your personal well, it was that? a little it was a little bit of several things. One thing is I tended to be a little bit cavalier when there was somebody really had problems. I would go ahead and, you know, jump in and extend into their energy, not without their knowing, with their permission. But a lot of times I knew that I probably shouldn't do that, but I would do it because I wanted to help them. And I figured, well, I can just, I can just deal with the energy. Obviously, I couldn't, not to the extent that I, sh I should have been able to if I was going to do that. Actually, I don't think anybody should do that. Now I believe that that's not even ideal for their healing. But at the time, I thought, well, I mean, you know, I'm going to just go ahead and, you know, work with this person, grab their entity, pull it out of their body, whatever I was doing. And uh, it didn't work. Uh -huh. it, it really, really trashed my thyroid. So part of it was that. Part of it was the fact that I just had a lot of energy out there and a lot of people I was dealing with a lot of people. And I wasn't aware of how much I was picking up. So it was a combination of a few things. Sometimes I get a couple, it's interesting. I'll get a couple and they're arguing and I'll see like the woman's like at work and she's picking up all this anxiety and she's picking up all this tension. 
and the guys at work and he's picking up all this anger and they come home and her anxiety and tension that she picked up, which is not hers, is arguing with the tension and anger that he picked up that is not his. So they're having an argument about nothing that relates to each other. Yeah, it has nothing to do with them. They're they're in love and they're happy. It's <laughs> it's the junk they picked up from one person is is arguing with the junk they picked up from another person. And of course it always then in the throat chakra they wind up yelling and screaming at each other and all this anger and confusion and frustration and and then of course you shut down your your throat chakra even more. Well, that didn't work to try to talk to you and you know, blah, blah, blah. And really, it has nothing to do with either of them. Yeah. If they had either not picked up or not extended into other people's energy, or if when they realized they had, they kind of cleaned up their energy, came home, took off all their clothes, took a shower, smudged before they interacted with each other, then it would just be them. Yeah. And Which is a lot was- of steps to do every every day when you come home from work like I think it's good practice but realistically if you were to narrow that down to one thing to make the household situation better between partners what would that be would that be showering or smudging or well (laughs) look at it this way what if you were a sanitation worker and you came home covered in shit you would go ahead and bother (laughs) take the time (laughs) to take a shower and change your clothes <laughs> I, mean, I know people in, in covid that were trying to do that and they're like this is the whole extra exhausting step so i just realistically i don't see everyone listening to this and being like i'm gonna come home shower change my clothes smudge my house before sitting <laughs> on the couch and like you know digesting the day that i just had Well, I mean, the other option is you can begin to be aware that every time a thought crosses your mind, it's probably not yours. Yeah. You know, and you can you can say to yourself, is that wow, I feel angry. Is that me or is that someone else's anger? Usually when you ask that question, you'll get a very accurate answer. And if it suddenly goes, no, that's not me. You go, wow. okay. Do I want to process that anger in my body? The answer to that's pretty obvious. No. And then, <laughs> and then you say, okay, so I'm going to breathe that away from me. I don't want this in my body. I'm not going to allow it to be there. And in that moment, which this only takes seconds, I'm going to breathe that away. And I'm going to see myself surrounded by light. So I'm not attracting that. Yeah. And if you became adapted to doing that all day long then you go home and you're in a cleaner clearer state and then it may only take just a minute or two even if just washing your hands your face the back of your neck and and thinking i'm just gonna clear my energy how the angels help me clear my energy by running light through me a couple times and you're good to go yeah but if you're just gonna ignore it and then you go to bed, you don't take a shower, you don't deal with your energetics. And let's say you picked up anger and anxiety and you go to sleep overnight, 
you integrate that into your system and you wake up feeling this anger and anxiety and you think it's yours. Yeah. Wow. And then you make the mistake of thinking it's yours and there's a reason why you have it. And you look around, unfortunately, to your partner or your children and try to figure out why they made you have anger or anxiety. Yeah. So then you've added a lie and the throat chakra is all about truth to this other lie that this anger and this anxiety is yours. It really sounds like a compounding problem for sure. It can be. It can be. And pretty soon you get to situations and families where nobody's talking. Yeah. They're all closed down. Which is why we're here. We want to avoid the non-communicating families that are angry at each other. So my mom married uh remarried when i was a teenager and their ages fit right between ours so we had 10 11 12 13 and 14 and we all pretty much hated each other so it got to be just like a a total war scene and nobody was talking to anybody and then i remember my stepdad said okay we'll just have this family meeting night which turned into like (laughs) accusation (laughs) you know sitting around and like we're gonna all now blame and shame everybody else into whatever it turned into a total war and so for months like nobody was talking there was a a lot of door slamming and not a lot of communication (laughs) going on yeah so it can be difficult, especially if you've got a situation where nobody's handling it in a responsible way. Yeah. Do you have tips for clear communication for us all? I mean, communication is one of the hardest things and the biggest reason everyone has a disagreement in the first place is a miscommunication. So the, I think the number one thing is to be courageous have a little courage that it's okay to say your truth. I do readings for people and sometimes I see something that's very strange or very intense and I don't have any information about them ahead of the time. But I just have to be brave enough to say, look, this is how it looks. And sometimes the person will say, nope, that's never happened. Yeah. I, I've never had anything like that. And I, and I still say, well, I'm going to disagree with you. And then, you know, an hour later, they say, oh, wait a minute. There was one thing, you know, I did fall off a building, you know. <laughs> yeah. You so, keep using that as a reference, and I just can't believe anyone would forget something like that. But <laughs> Right, exactly. <laughs> so be brave enough, be a little courageous and say, okay. I'm going to take a chance there and put out what is true because in reality, almost everybody's a little bit telepathic. So you are expressing in your mind and in your thought forms, what you want. And if you're saying something completely different, then that comes off very uncomfortable to the other person. They're saying, well, there's something about him that I just don't trust or I just don't feel good about that person because they get that you're lying or they get that you're not, you're speaking your truth. 
or they get that they're not pleasing you. A lot of times it's hard because there's a person in the relationship, they want to please the other person, but the person they're trying to please will never say what they want because they don't believe that they can. So you have two people that are can't reach a level of satisfaction in their everyday lives and they don't know how to get there. Yeah, I think it's a big deal just to know what you want. And sometimes that's hard to figure out. I know you had talked to one of my really good friends who was having problems with the guy she was trying to date and they were not getting along. And your advice was to communicate more of what she wanted from him in terms of time spent together etc and she was I feel like you kind of blew her mind because because she was like wow that's such a good idea I never thought of that well I mean you're better to find out even if it's been 10 years or five years how many more years do you want to go on doing something or not doing something that you really want to do yeah and it's possible that it would be totally fine and I I think a lot of times people prefer to have a little bit more direction than no direction at all like it can be exhausting trying to guess what other people are thinking and so if you're saying like hey it would be really nice if this weekend if we could have one-on-one time to go on a date because I'm feeling like I haven't spent any quality time with you then your partner might just be like wow cool like that sounds great (laughs) exactly it's interesting in my lifetime I the people that I've known that had the longest happiest marriages have very demanding women yeah they're very demanding they they're constantly telling their partner what I want, what I don't want, what works for me, what doesn't work for me. I would think, wow, that would be so annoying. But I've known people, I've known several people that have had these marriages for like 40 years, 35 years, and the men are happy and the women are happy. Yeah. So having things kind of laid out and knowing where you're at and what's going to work and what isn't going to work sometimes can be a big relief. Yeah. I think if you if you walk into a house and you're doing something, you think you're doing something right, and the person still, they're not happy, and they're not satisfied, and they haven't told you why, or they you don't even know what they want, that's so frustrating, and it can make you feel angry. Yeah. And then it's this whole snowball that just can be very, very frustrating. Yeah, so I guess it just starts with those baby steps journaling and finding out what it is you do want that's one big big part of it definitely you have to determine if you could say anything if you could express anything if you could have anything you know within your monetary or your physical constraints you know where you live or whatever what would that be and how can you make that work and then find out if the people around you how they feel about that you might find that they they're fine with it yeah I know we've talked about it more in depth but do you want to talk a little bit about entities that can be in the throat chakra and 
some things caused from those? Yes, there's one particular type of entity that is very common, not very, very common, but of all the types of energetic disturbances in the throat chakra, there's this one type of entity that I see fairly often, surprisingly. And this, this type of entity looks like a black snake. And it usually will be wound around the throat or down the throat and around the neck and sometimes extending into the chest or the heart area. So it'll be like this thin black snake that'll be three feet, three and a half feet long, wrapped around the person's throat. And it's it's an interesting thing because I'll, I will write in the chakra reading Usually when someone gets this, they're either drugged, get drunk to the point of passing out or are drugged. Mm -hmm. You know, they either take drugs, they, they get drunk or they are drugged and then they lose consciousness and someone takes advantage of them sexually or otherwise. And then when I talk to the person, I'll say, has that ever happened to you? And they'll go, oh, yeah lots of times yeah and the interesting thing about this is that this type of entity almost always follows a history of early abuse usually um, sexual abuse in their childhood so the person was badly treated and when they were little and then they get into their teens and they have no self value and they feel that they can't, they have no boundaries and they feel that they can't really express who they are. And they just sort of give up and they go, what the hell? I might as well just go out and take drugs or get drunk or whatever. And they lose control and someone takes advantage of them and they wind up either date raped or, someone else takes sexual advantage of them and or financial advantage of them or something of that nature. And then they feel even worse and they go, well, what the hell I'll do it again. (laughs) And the, the interesting thing about entities is that they tend to encourage the same behavior over and over again. So I've talked to many people that have had the same pattern and they had it for 10 or 12 years before they kind of pulled themselves out of it. Yeah, and, and how how do you get rid of these types of entities? Well, the first thing you have to do is you have to go back to the time and the place when your ability to express yourself, your ability to say yes or no, was turned off. And yeah. that goes back to the abuse. That goes back to the when someone took your will from you and... Oftentimes they'll even say to the person, you don't ever, you can never say anything or I'll hurt you or I'll hurt somebody in your family. So their, their self-expression and their ability to say yes or no, and their will is all taken away from them while they are taking it, they're being used and abused. And that sets up this very dark energy in various different parts of their chakra, but almost always in the throat chakra. And I'll see black in the throat chakra, which is an indication that 
they have been displaced. Part of their soul has actually been displaced into the timeline somewhere earlier. And they have no ability really to speak their will. Not that they on some level don't want to, but it's almost beyond their comprehension. And so it's very easy for them to fall into a situation where they'll do themselves harm and they'll allow other people to do harm to them. Mm -hmm. So to first thing you have to do is go back and do a soul retrieval and bring back that young person to the present so that they're not continuing to believe that they have no choice. When you bring back a displaced part of yourself where there is dark or there's an entity, the, the entity will go. Entities are actually like beings of service. Something happened to you, you went away, and this dark energy comes and holds the space where you were gone. And it mimics the behavior or the issue so you won't forget about it. Yeah, so it's kind of just there until you take notice and take time to acknowledge and bring that part of you back. Right. So you're you're going out and you're getting drunk and you're waking up in bed with someone you don't even know and you just go, whoa, you know, eventually you're going to say, whoa, there must be something wrong here. You know, mm-hmm. I've got to examine this. I've got to do something about this. And that's in a way, that's what the entity is making you aware of. Not in the most pleasant way, but that's basically what they do. And when you were forced into a situation but you were the one that decided to separate and when you decide to come back then the entity must go Mm -hmm. the entity is holding the space where in a moment of extreme stress and panic you decided to exit part of your soul separated from yourself and the entity holds the space And the entity encourages the negative behavior that will continue to mimic the problem. So you have a situation where a person is abused and then you almost put yourself in a situation of abuse where somebody's getting you drunk or encouraging you to drink or drugging you and taking advantage of you. Um, But it allowed this or you put yourself in this situation right because you're like well it's already happened and that it's not a big deal so might as well do it again kind of attitude right and i'm not worth anything anyway yeah and so when you bring back that part of you that was missing and breathe that back into your chakra system and realign then suddenly those feelings that initially uh, you had had initially had in the trauma, they dissipate. And now you have a sense of self-worth and a sense that you can say yes or no. And you're like, Whoa, there's no way I would want to do this again. Yeah. I'm worth so much more than that. Yeah. And you begin to feel joyful again. And then you can say no. Someone says, well, you want to go out and get drunk? And no, I don't want to do that. (laughs) Absolutely not. You you know what you want, what you don't want. And you're making a decision from a place of strength and clear self-expression and truth. 
not of reaction or some place of being hurt and damaged, Mm -hmm. not being able to say. Yeah. So I guess it just starts with, if you think something like that is going on with you, then going back, listening to the soul retrieval and doing one like that. And then, then you can start exercising the other baby steps of um, communicating with the people around you for some of the other things. Well, something that you can do that can be very useful and can be very revealing to someone that never tried this. If we should, if someone calls and says, we should go to lunch and we should go on Thursday and we should go to this Indian restaurant and you don't want to do any of that. And you feel like you can't say no. And you feel this anxiety that you can't say no. Instead of just going along with it, sit down you know, take a few minutes when this conversation's over, sit down and go, where did this energy start? When's the first time that mm-hmm. I felt like I had no choices like this? And sit down in a deep meditation and just kind of try to follow that energy to, I want to remember an earlier time when I felt that way, like I couldn't make a decision or I couldn't say no. And kind of go through weave back through your memory to self-discovery because some strong feeling that you have no will you have no choice you have no voice will always go back to some starting point Mm -hmm. and then when you get to that and you may get to an earlier point that you suddenly remember something that you never even thought of or you or maybe knew what happened you didn't think it was important but then you do a soul retrieval over that issue and maybe bring a piece back and you're going to be stronger and you'll have more self-expression. And then if something like that happens again, do it again and maybe you'll find another piece. Mm-hmm. And so this is thing where your mind is going when you're thinking down these lines instead of brushing it off and being like well that wasn't a big deal but if it's like the thing that keeps coming to mind then you're doing a soul retrieval on that yes if something keeps coming up into your mind or if you're asking yourself when was the first time i really felt i couldn't express what i wanted or i had no choice and suddenly you remember something vividly believe me there's something there Uh uh-huh Trust your instincts. Trust where your your memory took you. Because it wouldn't pop up if it's okay. Yeah. The, the things that people remember traumatically, sometimes, of course, you block them. But, but the things that you remember that are traumatic, they're, you're remembering them for a reason. It's not just random. And the traumatic things that you, you remembered, but you kind of got over and you're like... You know, like someone will say, oh, remember when your brother did this? And you go, oh, yeah, I guess I do. Oh, that was no big deal. Those things are healed. Mm-hmm. But if you're asking yourself, when when did I lose my ability to say what I wanted? And suddenly you remember someone screaming at you saying, why don't you shut up? Your vote doesn't count or something like that. Well, then that is something that you need to work on that point in time can be a real key to winning back your will and being able to have free self-expression again and a soul retrieval takes about five minutes yeah 
I think some of this sounds so repetitive to say it over and over again, but the soul retrievals that I've done have been so helpful, like more helpful than the two and a half years of therapy that I've been in talking about some of the same traumas. Ouch. I hope your therapist isn't listening. (laughs) (laughs) Not to say that she hasn't been amazing and helpful, but it's, you know, it's interesting that it only does take five minutes, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yes, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Well, it is finding that key, you know, and a lot of therapists that they're working towards the same same thing. Let's find that key to to turn this whole thing off or turn this thing around. So you have free self-expression once again. So, so you can, you can have what you want or say what you want, at least, Give everybody in the family a clue what you want. Yeah. You know, I have been, I had, my first husband was violent, became violent. And I got so used to not saying what I wanted that, and then I had several relationships and people would say, I, this is the kind of music I like. What do you like? I'm like, that's fine. And then I begin to realize I hated music because I was always (laughs) listening to music that I didn't like. (laughs) <laughs> and every once in a while I'd play something I'd like and they'd go what the hell why are you playing that <laughs> and do you know what kind of music you like to listen to now well I like what I've always liked I like classical music I like classical guitar and I like rock and roll <laughs> <laughs> which a lot of people aren't playing any of those but there you go <laughs> It's not not too often you turn on the radio when they're playing uh, Segovia's classical guitar. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you're just listening to the right radio stations. Yeah, that could be. Well, I'm in Bandon, Oregon. I don't think it's about the radio station. <laughs> I know, you're so far behind. There's this whole music thing called <laughs> Spotify that we're... <laughs> play all of our things with you have the whole world's selection of music at your fingertips if I can teach you how to use an app someday someday <laughs> compromise is different than not speaking your truth but if you are with someone who likes country and you hate country where's the line between compromise and holding back well I think that's why they have those little ear who knows what people are really listening to i suspect it's what i like (laughs) (laughs) but no for for real though like like when they start changing the the thing from, you know, I'm in a relationship and I'm compromising to, you know, I'm now just being complacent with what's going on. Well, that is a tricky thing because relationships really, uh, a long-term relationship shouldn't be, in my opinion, determined by love. Just the ability to love psychic people or loving people can love just about anybody 
it should be based on compatibility, based on a lot of things like that. You know, do you want to live in the mountains or on the by the ocean? Do you are you vegan or do you want to eat meat and potatoes every day? Yeah, do you want rock and roll playing twenty four seven or you know classical guitar? I mean, those are things that are going to be impacting your life a great deal. And I think it's important to get to know someone and. And of course, you can't get to know them if you're not speaking your truth and find out if there is enough things that you are compatible on that you could spend 24 hours or 10 years in the same space with them without going crazy. Mm -hmm. And then see if you could actually love them, too. But if all of that is on their list and your list is completely different, you're going to have difficulties. Yeah, because if you're only eating vegetables and your partner wants to eat rare meat, it just doesn't work out that well. Yeah, and I mean, I think some things of just being like, I'm a morning person to a night owl can make a big difference in compatibility with like sleeping next to someone over a long period of time. Exactly. And that isn't necessarily about communication. Well, it is about letting them know. So you can say, well, that's not going to work. Or I let my dog sleep on the bed and, oh, I'm allergic to dogs. Those are big things. Yeah. That can be definitely a, a major thing in a relationship. So a healthy relationship, you've got to have enough communication and enough truth going in and throughout the history of it that you can make it work out. And sometimes you do have to compromise, but, and be willing to, and that's part of an act of, you know, love and allowing the other person to have their part of the space. But if everything's on a different page, then you may love each other, but you're just not designed to live with each other. Yeah. And that just, sometimes that happens. Yeah. I think it happens a lot more often than than we think. I think it happens in a lot of relationships. The big lie that people tell themselves and sometimes they tell the other person is that I can change this person. I love them so much and I'm going to change them. I'm going to get them to like classical guitar music and you know, red meat. Mm -hmm. And that just doesn't happen. And then there's upset and anger and disappointment and frustration and all of that because you're telling yourself a lie or you're telling them a lie. You think that if you just love them enough, you're going to change them or they're going to come around to your taste or they're going to come around to your preferences or they're going to develop your religion. And that's probably not going to happen. Yeah. Everyone's got to come to it on their own terms. Yeah. What people want, what they want. A lot of times they have their history, they have their, their culture and, they have their family and those things you can't necessarily change and you may not really have the right to try to change. So you have to look at all those things and say, well, is this something that's going to fit in to my lifestyle or I can compromise with enough in my lifestyle that I can be happy with it and tell yourself the truth about that. Don't lie to yourself and pretend that it's going to be okay when you know right away it's not going to be okay. 
Yeah, I know a lot of us are really good at lying to ourselves, so I'm probably one of them. (laughs) (laughs) And and that's important, too. Yeah. Self-deception is is uh, is another aspect of the throat chakra. You need to be willing to be able to speak your truth to yourself and to whoever else. And when you do, you're going to be overall, you might have some, a little bit of bumps and hurdles as you sort everything out that you weren't being truthful about. But once you get on the right path, then you're going to feel better. Well, it's kind of like exercising for the first time, right? Like the first time is really painful and you're sore and then you keep doing it and then it's easier and easier as you have that habit built up. And And you feel better. And then it just becomes part of your everyday life. Yeah. And it feels better. You feel better. Your life is better. You're healthier. You're self-expressive. And people in general really appreciate and like people that have good self-expression. Mm-hmm. they admire it and they want to be around that. And if your thoughts are matching what you're saying, then they know you're trustworthy mm-hmm. and they, have, they feel like you're trustworthy and they go, I know I can trust you because what they're getting with their mental telepathy and what you're saying match up. So then they feel like, wow, yeah, I can trust that person. Mm-hmm. So it actually works out very much to your advantage. Awesome. Be true to yourself. You'll be happy and joyful. If you have something to say out there, we have, of course, the link in the podcast description to tell us about your throat chakra, your communication, any other questions you may have for us that's available. And I think we might have one more episode next week and then we are taking a break for a little bit yes okay so we will have another episode for you next week and hopefully we get to hear from some of you out there until next week